Hi guys, welcome back to an episode of SD to SD. I'm Taylor. I'm Amanda. Welcome back. Welcome back. Season two. We're back from our break. Episode one. We're back with a massive episode. It's going to be a long episode today, y'all. We're going to just dive in and we're going to like rapid fire. So it's a Q&A and we've collected all of your questions. How many do we have? Like 50 something? I think so. So we're just going to go through as fast as we can, mm-hmm. but still answering like thoroughly. So bear with us and we're going to try to do some sort of a timestamp, and we've categorized them into three categories so we're going to start with business move on to more like skin related questions or like actually like, technical protocol type yeah things like that questions. and then personal kind of like just our opinion on things Kila, it's gonna be so fun all right rapid fire that let's, let's question number one <laughs> how to pick a job right out of aesthetic school <laughs> we didn't wrap it by. Okay. I think we both have been in positions where we've been taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. So coming from that, you want to make sure you're getting a fair pay. Mm-hmm. So I was stupid. I didn't ask around. Ask around. Mm-hmm. Um, use your Facebook groups. Use your SD besties in the area. Um, make sure that they're not overworking you. Mm-hmm. I was working six days a week. None of that. That's crazy. None of that. Also, they were nine hour day. That's insane. Make sure you're getting your break. Um, you can ask them. Just make sure they're following laws. Yeah, like, those <laughs> things too. Like if they, they should be giving you a spa tour, make sure there's like barbicide and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not any obvious red flags right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say ask them if, like ask them what lines they work with. Ask them if they provide you training. And then also be upfront if they provide you with any sort of contract or like non competes because you want to know that when you're deciding on the job too if like that's if it's that's an option and stuff like that for you yeah yeah definitely ask about training too i think that's the best part about like getting your first job and picking the right first job is what do they offer you too yeah just you pick their brains um that, that also looks good for you in the interviews if you're asking question, yeah, questions questions but but definitely just ask around on facebook groups i think a big one too ask if you're responsible for building your own clientele because you should not yeah. be if you're working for someone else you're not that's make not sure they're insured or that they request you insurance something. Ooh, make sure that they are going to give you a W-2 mm-hmm. and not a 1099. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other topic, but that part is important. I don't think anything's wrong with 1099s, but you can be very illegal with it. It's illegal. I mean, it's not. if they are classifying you as a W-2 employee, or not classifying you, if they're classifying you as 1099, but they're treating you like a W-2 yeah, employee. Yeah, that's illegal. That's illegal. But technically being a 1099, there's nothing illegal about that. Yeah, you just get shit on with taxes, so I don't recommend That's another that. episode. We have yeah. to talk about that, like, completely separate, because that's a lot. Next question. Next question. How to know if you're being taken advantage of. Oh, kind of, kind of over that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all of those things also when you're feeling undervalued that's probably yeah. when you're being taken advantage that's of. what i was gonna say like kind of if you're not feeling you, you gotta feel good about it too mm-hmm. if you're never being thrown any thank yous or things like that or if you're chatting with your coworkers and you find out they get paid five dollars more than what you get paid Oop, an hour <laughs> yeah. yeah then i was like clearly, yeah just because i think something in the industry is like oh you're a baby sd like you need to pay your dues like all that stuff but we did in school we did in school. That's like what school art, is for. That's what yeah. continued education is for, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But like, that doesn't mean that you should be getting underpaid or mistreated in your first job Absolutely just because not. you're a new SD. And for those of you who don't know, on your resume, you can put down your school's clinic experience. That is your experience. Super, yeah. You have experience going into the yeah. field. Okay, how much commission should you be making? Pay structure kind of question. It depends Ooh. on the job. <laughs> yeah. Are you going on, like, the medical side? Are you going on... 
a small business, corporate, all that stuff. Obviously, you can't expect to get paid like the same as someone who's been in the industry for 15 years, yeah, too. So correct. that is where experience does matter. Um, are, are you making you, commission with it, too? Yeah. Is it hourly plus commission plus tips? Is it a no-tip model and you're just taking commission? Are you 1099? Are you W-2? Yeah. What's going on with taxes? There's a lot of variables, but so generally... If they're trying to pay you a low hourly and you're not getting any commission, that's a red flag. Yeah. And low hourly depends on the state. So, like, for Arizona, yeah. don't take anything less than 15 bucks an hour Yeah, for an SD job starting out, right? We have a rule here about, like, I'm going to say it wrong, but something where your commission, like, if you're commissioned an hourly, your commission has to make it up. At least minimum wage. Yeah. So, then you get paid hourly instead if it doesn't. So. Yeah. There's just, you have to be familiar with your state's laws, too. Mm-hmm. You have to be your own advocate and look up that stuff. Mm-hmm. There is a website, I think it's called, do you know what I'm talking about, like, this crazy beauty business or something like that? Yeah, she's always on Facebook groups yeah. and stuff. Yeah, she's, re- like, there's a lot of good information there, especially about the 1099 versus W-2 thing. I think it's called that. Yeah, I'm, her name, I feel like I know her we'll name. We'll put the link in the description when we figure it out, but <laughs> check out that website. Um, appropriate pay for new SDs. Obviously, again, going to vary. I, I don't What did know. you get hired at? I don't want to say because it's bad. It's not what it should be. Well, that's good for people to know. I, in Arizona in 2018, what, what yeah. were you getting paid? I was hired at, thir- no, yeah, $13 an hour, no commission, but I got to keep tips. So that was it. Uh, this is another thing. If your employer is taking your tips or taking a yeah. percent of your tips, that's illegal. Yeah, that is illegal. That's not cool. I don't care or what taking fucking a cut, in, taking any of your tips. They can't do mm-hmm. that. No, absolutely not. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's all I have to say. Uh, $13 an hour, no commission. Yeah. I think at Face House, when I first started, I was getting paid 14 And then when I left after a year and a half, I was at like fifteen fifty. I believe that was... commission and tips. At that time, I think it was like maybe $0.50 cents or like a dollar above yeah. minimum wage. Yeah. No, I think, I think minimum wage was ten fifty that in that year. Yeah. <laughs> Great. The camera we were Our recording the episode and the camera to shut off, so I guess we're not getting a YouTube video again. I think something's wrong. Okay. So appropriate pay really depends, but you obviously have to be making a livable wage. This is not you should not be making yeah, minimum wage. Yeah, I think a, a livable wage is what you should be basing like your appropriate pay yeah. off of. Okay, recession and going solo. Should you go solo in the recession? I say no. Um, I say you can. Yeah? But you have to know you're in a recession. Yeah. Like, you need to know what is going to come out of it. You have to have a proper timeline and realistic goals. Yeah. And you need to make sure that you're able to keep your motivation up during a recession because it's going to be ten times harder than if you're out of it. Oh, yeah. So, I think recession is just, like, better for saving, in my opinion. I just think... Yeah. Stay where you're at, wait it out, and then take the extra cash that you've saved. Mm-hmm. And instead of putting yourself in a situation where you might lose everything, mm-hmm. we want to be safe in a recession. I agree with that. But I think that if you are having like a burning passion, I think you're yeah. s- you can. It could be done. It's just going to be 50 just times know, harder. Like, yeah. Just yeah. know it's going to be harder and save your coins. Don't spend on unnecessary stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Part time job. This is a complicated one. How to get acting clients. It's all about how you market yourself, first of all. Um, and you have to know to say no, too. So if someone 
is if you don't want to treat aging at all, you have to turn away those clients. Like, you, you can't just take them on and be like, well, you know, whatever. You, you have to turn them away if you only want to treat acne. I treat multiple things. Do you, you do, like, aging too, right? 95 of my clients, 95% of my clients yeah. are acne. So I do treat aging. Yeah, the, most, the majority of my clients are acne too, but I do like doing aging. I like mm-hmm. doing pigmentation. I like doing other things like that too. Um, but we've both marketed ourselves as acne specialists. We specifically post about acne. The we, more you post about acne, the more before and afters you're posting about acne, the more clients that you're mm-hmm. going to get. So I think it's just about creating a niche down, yeah. niching down your social media so that you are marketing yourself as someone who treats acne. Yeah. Just all the stuff you share. Acne. Make yeah. it, put it in your bio, put it on your website. Share your acne journey yourself, yeah. like stuff like you that. You know, classifying yourself as an acne specialist, that kind of explains it to everyone. Mm-hmm. And then just networking, talking to people, like telling your friends, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, sharing your own acne journey too is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, how much is possible to make... Oh, that's not... I wrote that so wrong. <laughs> how much is possible... To make as an esthetician monthly, I think it was. Yeah. That can vary so freaking much. That's, yeah, that's a really hard question to answer. I'm assuming this is like a solo I would ass- question. Yeah, I would assume so. It's honestly whatever you desire. You like, to. if you want to work yourself into the ground, you can, you know? And if you want to be undercharging. If you, yeah. If you want to do cheap pricing, too, like. That's not going to get you somewhere either. I've seen solo estheticians make up to $50,000 a month. Yeah. I would say that's on the rare end, though. Yeah. I think average, you can probably make... I would say a good realistic number is 15 to 20. Yeah, I think yeah. that 15 is probably, like, a solid average spot. across the board. Yeah. Um, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. We're also talking about correctly. gross. Yes, like not net. before taxes. If you're netting 50 k a month, please talk to me. Literally, what the fuck please are you Please talk to me. What are you selling? But and that's also not just services. That's also product, product and, yeah, you product. know, packages and all that. It's hard to, if you don't do skin, like, that's obviously going to be a lot harder for you to reach. But if you do, like, permanent makeup, that might be easier for you to reach. Yeah, all of this and depends. I know, like, waxers make bank. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. Waxers can make so much freaking money. Cause waxers they're doing can turn a really short... good profit, mm-hmm. but sometimes they don't. It just depends on how you run your business. I think if you're booked, then you have a lot of opportunity to make yeah. a lot of money. Because you think they're taking, if they have a 30-minute wax appointment, they're charging $65 in that 30 minutes. They're making yeah. guaranteed $130 or they whatever. They take a lot more clients hour. than we do. Um, tips for naming your business. I don't have any. I didn't name I my really business. Don't. My sister did. I what I did, the only thing I did first is I picked what color I wanted, like, for my overall branding, mm-hmm. and then I just kind of went off of that, mm-hmm. so. I did my branding, but I didn't, I did not <laughs> pick my name. I love my name, but I can't take credit for it. Which is fine. How much to go solo slash open a business? Five billion dollars. Five billion dollars. Um, How much did you start out with? Because you opened your business in such a small amount of time. In a week. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I think I had... Three or four K? Yeah, that's good. Maybe five. I think like no, I think maybe four. I did not have that much. Yeah, I think I opened with five grand. Yeah. You don't need a ton to open. Mm-mm. Just be smart about what you're buying. Yeah, don't be buying a hydrofacial before you've even got clients. Exactly. None of those things. Exactly. Um, on the super safe end, I would say ten K is great because then you have a lot of cushion but don't spend it all keep it in your yeah. savings i'm saying I maybe think spend 5k save 5k yeah but um, yeah i opened without cushion 
Yeah, me too. Um, social media advice and how to create good content. I suck at social media. I don't, yeah, I don't feel like I'm qualified to speak on this. Um, I think paying for, like, graphic design is helpful. Or, like, purchasing pre-made posts makes it easier. And then, But like, if you don't have them. money for that, then I would go to Canva and play go off of those Can- templates. Take and just, Canva's free templates. But yep. do not freaking use their color templates. Like, you need to make your own brand kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plug and play your colors. The main thing with social media and, like, your branding in general is you want cohesiveness. Yeah. You don't want... I mean, unless your branding is rainbow, but you don't want your feed jumping all over the place with colors. Mm-hmm. So pick, you know, two, three colors. Stick with those. Pick two... I'd say, like, two fonts. Not not, not three, but... I do three. Three works, too, I, I guess. Like, a title. Yeah. Like, a big font that you have, like, one or two, like, words in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, SD to SD. Yeah. Or the derma bar. Yep. And then I have a title, so, like, you know, right below that, like, that's, like, the main thing. And then I have, like, the body. So, like, it's, like, a really simple, smaller font. And you don't want them to be, like, drastically different? No, you need them to all go together. And you Again, can find, cohesive. You can find font combinations on Google. Like, just yeah. look it up, and they have really great suggestions. And you don't have to use Canva, Canva only. Yeah. Like, you can go download fonts options. on Google if you didn't know that. Yeah. But, yeah, just be cohesive. Have your branding mm-hmm. established before you get started. It will get easier started. with time, too. You'll yeah. get more creative as it goes. And it's I okay to like, start over shit. and rebrand and change. Yeah, my branding was crap when I first started. Not my branding, but my graphics were crap. Everything of mine was crap. It's still crap. It's still, yeah, it's still crap. <laughs> Best marketing strategy for new clients. I grew my books from social media. I mean, I. that's, yeah. Inner influencer. Influencer, yeah. Can you talk about it? I trade services with an influencer, and this is something that you have to be careful with because you have to actually make sure that they have credentials. Yeah, the proper like Real following followers. Yeah, because a lot of people buy them, so you have to like run them through a checking website. But um, I have a local influencer, and basically, her posting me is how I grew like the majority of my books. The rest is either word of mouth from clients or from Instagram, and they find me some other way. I don't really run ads for services. I don't feel like it works really well. I don't know. I think word of mouth is the best. And to do that and to get the people in here to have the word of mouth, you have to offer free and discounted services. You don't have to. I think you have to. How else do you get people in here? When you first get started, you have to give away shit for free. Or not free, but discounted. free, but like discounted. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing 30, my first month i did 35 percent off yeah you have services. to incentivize new clients because you don't if you don't have anything to prove yeah how why do they why would they trust you yes agree why would like you need before and afters take like models yeah take models um get your content on instagram going use hashtags yeah. and locations and stuff i grew a lot of mine through facebook groups you do like local hashtags like for your town and then facials or your town and an esthetician mm-hmm. acne specialist mm-hmm. if you don't have before and afters reviews. you can share brands that you have a lot of them a lot of my reviews or a lot of my clients came from google reviews they're like oh my gosh you have five stars on google like oh really yeah so if you can get your reviews up when you first start you people might appreciate yeah incentivize that. your clients to give you reviews yeah how quickly does it take to fill our books um six months I'm trying to think. 
I think a year. Well, I was like officially fully booked like a year. Mm-hmm. And then it stopped because recession. So, you know, not really full anymore. Mine took me six months to get not, I guess I wasn't 100% full, but I was probably 80% full. I think I got towards 100% when I was, let's see, this would have been probably, um, I'm trying to do math in my head, probably like May of 2021 sounds probably about when that started happening when I was like 100%. I had to have like waiting lists for people and then, yeah, now recession is recessioning. Yeah. So we're working through that. All right. That's our business category. We'll move on to skin. So, first question for skin. Okay. Top three skincare lines. <laughs> We're going to have almost the same. I think, yeah, they're going to be identical. Well, no. Are you going to say skin better? Because I'm going to say skin better. No. Mine's DMK, Vivant, and... <sighs> <laughs> Can I give two? <laughs> I don't know. I like Glymed. Like, I have things that I like. Like, I like Glymed. I like mm-hmm. Hale and Hush, but, like... I like face reality, but if we're talking like I'm talking like majority love. of line that you love. I'll enter mine in the meantime. DMK, Skin Better, and Glymed are my top three. I guess I'll say Glymed, but honestly, like mm. DMK and Vivant are the only ones that I'm like so in love with. They do it for her. They really do. Okay. Right now, dermaplaning and chemical peel at the same time. Yes. Yeah, sure. Just be careful. Be careful. Make sure you either on a regimen prior, at least two to four weeks, depending on the peel. Don't do dermaplane and like a 30% TCA yeah. peel. I feel like I need to say this because maybe it's not known, but anything that you do with dermaplaning, it's going to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. So if you're already picking a really aggressive peel and you're making the decision to dermaplane with it, mm-hmm. you're going to give them a super, super aggressive chemical peel. So just prep them prep yourself like as long as make you know sure that. they've had peels without dermaplane prior yeah or with the dermaplane first. and do lighter peels like work your way f- up to it if you're going to do something really aggressive yeah. otherwise i don't see any problem with like dermaplane and like a little baby lactic peel or oh yeah you know I something that like that gives a really beautiful glow i think in school they really drill into you like not to do double and triple exfoliation i like triple I and quadruple exfoliate all the time yeah. i'm like i love that <laughs> Love it. You just got to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Know your limit. Know your clients. Yeah. And their lifestyle, too. Okay. This one's interesting. What's the difference between a prescription retinol? It's not interesting, but it's a good question. <laughs> That's what I meant. What's the difference between a prescription retinol and a retinol that you can get from an esthetician, like professional grade skincare line? Um, well, it's all vitamin A. Yes. And uh, RX, like a medical grade, is going to be uh, retinoic acid. Which is like the purest yeah. form of retinol or vitamin A. Yeah. And then you have little baby retinols afterwards, which so, are going to be so. To answer this question, you also have to know about how retinol breaks down in the skin and all that stuff. Yeah. How many carbon conversions or whatever it's called. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? So much science. Is it carbon? So, what? I don't know. What she said is right, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's better. Correct. Because when we're doing it's that. It's definitely not better it's more, in my opinion. It's, yeah. We actually both have that same opinion more aggressive so yeah that's great that your skin's only converting like it's the same as your skin is like recepting it mm-hmm. receiving it <laughs> so that's great but it's also making it really 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 aggressive mm-hmm. so we prefer 
Um, what's five minutes? Um, retinal palmitate. Mm-hmm. That's a, me- a better one. I'm blanking. Retinal propionate. Yes. Retinal esters. Retinaldehyde. Um, retinaldehyde. Yep. Anything like that. That doesn't mean that you're not going to get as good results. You're probably going to get as better good results. results, if not better. The, what happens, though, is the way that it converts in the skin. Yes. With, it's almost like, okay, this is like a little analogy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> analogy time. Break it down. Okay, so retinoic acid, right? What what you're getting from the doctor, that's basically like pouring bleach on your face okay yeah <laughs> and then because there's no buffer in there. there's no buffer there's no it's hydrating. just like here's a fucking acid there's no lactic there's off. no glycolic there's nothing no, to slow it down no there's no moisturizing nothing versus something like a retinol palmitate or something that you're gonna get from an a uh, fuck i can't talk from an esthetician or like even a drugstore which we hate but it's fine um is that there's it's almost like putting like scrub daddy on your face like <laughs> what is like, this analogy <laughs> you, know, you know like like a baby amount of bleach where it's just gonna like perfectly clean well it's like putting a moisturizer benefits. on your face and then pouring bleach on your face yeah or it's like scrubbing your face with alcohol and then but actually, pouring bleach not, on your face it's not bleach it's just like a all it's like a holistic like all natural it's like lightning cleaner <laughs> yeah and it's beautiful and it's sexy it's like and it does everything it's supposed it to. yeah and we love her so anyways <laughs> Once again, all comes down to formulation. Yeah, I don't know if that helped anyone. (laughs) Hopefully, it did. (laughs) Um, Formulation is key, and these prescription topicals are not formulated Mm -hmm. with your skin's barrier in In mind, mind. with your health, your skin health in mind. You're gonna get the benefits of of retinoic acid in a. We should do a pro and con. You're going to get the benefit of retinoic acid and a professional-grade retinol mm-hmm. but without the downside. But you're going to get 20 other benefits, too. Yes, plus other things. When you're on a prescription retinol, it's too harsh. You're not getting better results. That's a myth that has been put out there. Estheticians, I see you mm-hmm. perpetuating that. Literally. It's not better. If you don't if you don't sell a good retinol, that's your own fucking problem, okay? <laughs> She's <triggered>. not mine. <laughs> it just it makes me so mad cuz it's like It is really a frustrating Cuz then see clients that. feel like they have to go see their derm and get put on this fucking shitty ass thing and I'm like, "No, don't Here's do that." Here's the other thing. Retin-A usually, which is a form a, a brand, a, whatever you want to call it, a brand, I guess, of retinol uh, of ret of oh, damn it. Vitamin A. Yeah. Fuck, it's hard talking about this. Damn it. It's all the same sounds. Retin-A usually has pore cloggers in it, which you know like we're kind of on the fence about. But that is a situation where I would say that is going to be an acne trigger for you because a pore clogger in in a non-professional line, as we've talked about before, is very different. Formulation, again, matters. Yeah. So a Retin-A is very much more likely to break you out. There's reasons it's cheap as fuck because it's not formulated yeah. well. And it's like... You're not going to be able to use it nightly. Bare minimum. You're going to look like shit because your skin's going to be falling off and it's going to be red. And yeah. you're not going to be able to walk out in the sun. Vitamin A should not make you that sun sensitive. Stronger is not better. But when you're... Yeah. When you're using a retinoic acid, you're going to like literally burn your face burn off. Burn your face off. Yeah. That's what it's doing. Yeah. Or it's going to take you a lot longer to get used to versus a professional product. There are studies to back this up. But the more you use a retinol, the better results are going to be. Uh-huh. So you, okay, I'm trying to think of a better analogy. I don't know. But like you throwing gasoline on the fire mm-hmm. to like burn your face off quicker is not going to build your epidermis back up. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you are doing. It's just. <laughs> if you're doing. You stopped. <laughs> if you're doing. <laughs> she had self-control for once. 
fuck you. If you're doing a more <laughs> gentle, a more gentle retinol every day, you're gonna get better results. Progressive, not aggressive. Yes. Also, uh, also, sorry, <laughs> we canceled the podcast. The, I was just gonna say the AHAs matter too because it does change the alcohol in the formula does mm-hmm. change everything changes how the retinol is delivered too. Mm-hmm. Uh, retinoid, whatever you. Uh, we're gonna whatever retinol's fine whatever um, vitamin a you know what i'm talking about the umbrella of the retinol i'm not saying a specific kind right now mm-hmm. that all matters too and mm-hmm. when you're doing again retin a or something like that you're not getting any of that other stuff mm-hmm. and like we already said you're not getting peptides you're not getting hydrating ingredients you're not getting an ha overall like why why would you ever go with a prescription topical because for, people think prescriptions it, better yeah it just doesn't make it doesn't really know. There's Why not get way all the other benefits cons. with it while still getting the same strength as a retinoic yeah. acid? But anyways, what I was going to say... Say it. Don't forget it. So please stop spreading that misinformation that if you can get prescription retinol from your derm, go get it. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh, why not start out slowly so that when you're fucking five years from now, you can actually be on a really strong retinol professional grade obviously yeah you know what i mean like just start slow ease your way into it you don't need to be on the strongest shit immediately because it's going to take you a long time for your barrier to catch up once you ruin your face and once again you're not getting the results if you're using it once or twice a week because that's all your skin i'm sorry you're what i feel angsty today it's okay we like just said that they're going to ruin their face if they go on retinoic acid which is not true it's really not you're gonna hurt your barrier you're gonna hurt your barrier but you're not gonna ruin your face no you might but you're It'll not be fine. always going to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I take it back. Again, consistency matters more. So the retinol that you can use nightly mm-hmm. is going to get you better results, going to yield better results than a retinol that you can only use like two times a week. That's that's the statement right there. That's that's the overall like mm-hmm. concept here. Mm-hmm. We can list the pros and cons, but... It's like microdosing. That's the thing right now. Yeah. It's like you're going to microdose yeah. your retinol so you get perfect results and you're happy every single day. But we're... Okay, no. Don't say that. <laughs> Taking it back. Because you can take a full amount of retinol. And, for example, an alpha ret, you can use alpha ret full-blown every day and have no issues. Mm-hmm. But if you were giving someone retin-A, they can't use that every day and have well, issues. Well, that's my point. But I'm saying you, you're getting... When you're taking a different form of retinol or retinoid, you can take all of it. It's just a different form, but you can take all of it. You know what I'm saying? It's not no. microdosing the retinol. You're taking all of it every day. We're so far off topic. <laughs> <laughs> we had such a talk no, before no, no. this. We're like, okay, we're not it's kind of like micro. This. It's kind of like microdosing though, because because <laughs> you're obviously getting all of like the good stuff from like yeah, retinoic okay, acid. I see what you mean. However, yeah. you're getting all these beautiful buffers and yes. peptides and lactics and all these things. You're getting so many more benefits. Uh, yeah, and it's not as harsh as a retinoic acid, yeah. so that it's it's it is micro. It's like you're not gonna take the whole shroom. That's why it's called microdosing because yeah. you're still getting the benefits of a shroom. Do they say it's a mushroom? I don't know what the, yeah. the fungal thing that grows in the ground. <laughs> oh I don't know. I don't know. We're but you get what I'm saying, right? <laughs> microdosing. I don't, I don't know anything about it. Okay. I just know it comes like powder. I don't fucking know. Anyways. Anyways. Okay. Moving on. So that's that <laughs> so question. sorry. There's another part to this question. Are there instances where choosing the prescription over professional would be better? Is there more benefits of choosing one over the other? I think we kind of answered that. No. The answer is no. There's never an instance. I have never, ever encountered an instance. No. Have you? No. No. No, no, no. Adult hormonal acne. How can we treat it? What can we use to treat it? Depends on what you carry, bestie. You lead with this one. 
So I think that you should leave because I feel like you have the correct answer to this. Okay. My, and I'll support we talked you about on this it. before the podcast. My answer is we can only do so much yep. from a topical perspective when you when it's actual true hormonal acne like if your homo- hormones are what are ca- what is causing the acne gosh mm-hmm. dang if i could speak there's only so much we can do like period point blank like it you have yeah. to go see a functional doctor you have to go see a naturopath you have to figure out your shit yeah i can't you can only hormones. soothe and calm yeah. hormonal acne so much but it's never gonna just go away if there's truly a hormonal issue present here's like where we could use the you, you want to throw like a tiny cup of water on the fire <laughs> we could throw a, a tiny cup of water on the fire but the fire is still going to be there yeah you have to address it internally and that's with so much of acne and hormonal acne like just saying my acne is hormonal that's not a root cause by the way you have to go deeper you have to figure out why your hormones are imbalanced in the first and place and is it actually hormonal yep because a lot of people say i have hormonal acne i'm like you don't though just because you flare up around your period doesn't necessarily mean it's hormonal it could mean a lot of could other be like things. A hormonal breakout, like you know, like caused by your hormones. If it going actually crazy. is, though, there's a lot of other things because, like that week before, our period when our progesterone, progesterone, I don't know, I'm not gonna say, I'm gonna say it wrong. Whatever hormones peak there, that's what triggers the cravings that we need. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I was saying. It, the craving, we need to eat that surplus of calories, to produce progesterone after our period. I believe I don't know. I'm not Dr. Humerman. i hope i'm getting this right but there's a reason behind the cravings and my whole point of that is like the cravings that you're eating like if we're eating the sugar we're eating the salt whatever we're you know i don't want to say binging but intaking like excess of during that previous couple of weeks when you're pmsing or whatever that could result too you know we have to remember if your period shows up and then a period or a pimple shows up that same day like they're not always correlated always gonna correlate Especially because acne can take up to 90 days. But they can. To form. They can. Not saying they can't. I'm not trying to. Just a matter of like noticing patterns yeah. and stuff. Anyways, the Be way different. that I would do if someone was coming to me for treatments for hormonal acne, refer them out. But you can still yeah. help them get some relief in treatments. I personally prefer DMK. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. I usually will send my like super cystic hormonal gals home with Accutherm. Mm-hmm. which is a hot hot spot treatment Spicy. yeah <laughs> so that it kind of like uh kind of like floods out the infection a little bit otherwise you can do like sulfur or benzoyl peroxide if that's what you're yeah. into this is where like we get a lot of really tricky cases because we can't really help them and like we pushed everything as far as we can mm-hmm. and then the, they want to blame us mm-hmm. so it's almost like you put yourself in a tough spot when you take on these clients when you know their internal mm-hmm. issues are what's causing it because they do blame you. They yeah. will not blame themselves. If you know it's internal, which all acne is yeah. in- internal, you need to be mentioning this in your consultation the very first appointment. Make it very clear. Be yeah. upfront. Yeah. Okay. Our opinions on a Diamond Glow. So the Diamond Glow machine is like a hydrofacial, but not. It's got the diamond tip in it. Um same kind of overall treatment method i guess um i actually worked with one in my first job back when it was uh what's it called dermal infusion um taylor's texting on her phone and not paying attention to the podcast just so you all know i am i am i am listening she's not she's she's saying right now that you're all not important to her that's not at all (laughs) My sign fell at my business and someone picked it up for me and they told me and I replied. Okay. That was not important right now. <laughs> You're right. 
this Kay. question has nothing to do with me. Yeah, Taylor hasn't used a diamond glow, but she does have a hydrofacial, so she can speak to that. I've had a dermal infusion. You've had one? Done? Not purchased one. But, but you've had when one I worked done? at Massage Envy for like two weeks, I used it. I like it. I do like it a lot, it actually. Good. I liked it. It was fine. I think that it just kind of got thrown under the rug. Not That's not a saying. I think it just kind of got thrown to the side when hydrofacial started popping off more because everyone was like, oh, hydrofacial, hydrofacial. Here's my thing is that I think that hydrofacial, from the little bit of knowledge I have on dermal infusion mm. and diamond glow, is more customizable based on the serums, the boosters, the different tip options. You have more bo- – you have boosters – and, like, you have the lip and the eye perk and stuff like that with the hydrofacial. And we have different serums. But you have different serums with the Diamond Glow, too. What serums do you have? You have an acne one. There's a brightening one. There's a hydrating one. Are you using all of them in, like, a protocol? Because we have a cleansing one. We have a uh, one I mean, for you, extractions. We no, have one for you hydration. Can, but it would be a lot of work. You're technically supposed to take one bottle. Yeah, for per client. For the whole right? thing. Yeah. yeah. But you pick the bottle obviously yeah that's what i didn't like about it is that you only had one bottle and like you weren't really able to like super customize it which mm-hmm. i think is different from hydrofacial obviously like go get both treatments Definitely. and talk to the esthetician who's giving you the treatment yeah and try to get it from a solo esthetician but people are gonna have such varying opinions so it's i hard. think hydrofacial is a cult diamond glow is a cult yeah like yeah. you're gonna have your cult followers like me like i'm a hydrofacial cult gal i will say like i really <clears> like <throat> the diamond glow and i would not be opposed to bringing it into my business yeah i think what i like about hydrofacial though is they have a diamond tip if you yes. have an md i think the and protocols were way different though yeah true. i just think the hydrofacial is just so focused on like marketing what yeah what turns me off about hydrofacial is the customer lack service. of customer service <laughs> yeah I don't hear anything bad about Diamond Glow customer service. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any experience with them. Well, when they got bought out by... Who did buy, who okay. bought them out? I have no idea. Skin Medica? No. Yeah? I don't know. Whoever bought Diamond Glow out, um, that's when I was like, ooh, that was kind of shitty because they, like, fired all the reps. Really? Yeah. It wasn't great. Dang. But I have not... Yeah, the machines don't break. Again, if you like the fancy touchscreen, customize your lights. Diamond Glow doesn't have that either, you know? Dude, honestly, if you guys are in the market for a hydrofacial, get an Allegro, get a tabletop. Do, Do not, not freaking waste your money. Unless you have a uh, med spa with multiple rooms, don't bother. Still, I don't even think get a Sundayo. Like, still not even worth it. You could just pick that Allegro up. Like, it's not. They're just having so many issues right now. Yeah, with so, a brand new machine, but I many. feel like they should have spent a couple more years of research. I really do think it was not ready for release. It. Yep. Now it's on you guys who bought one to deal with it. Yeah, it sucks. And they're not extending warranties. So anyways, yes, Amanda recommends Diamond Glow. I do not have an opinion because I, well, yeah, I like it, but I prefer hydrofacial. But I should also say that when I buy a brand name device, I'm probably going to buy the hydrofacial. I'm also looking at the skin wave. Why? Because I feel like I like the option for the plastic tips more than, like, I would go for plastic tips more than I would for the dermabrasion. You know oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, does Diamond Glow have reusable tips or how does that work? You The microderm tip is. Yeah. You just sanitize it, yeah. but the plastic tip, no. Okay, cool. Um, I also like the 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 fun things with the hydrofacial, like the scalp treatment and Yeah, I like the different like little that. add-ons yeah. and boosters. I really like that you can customize it so much with boosters. Yeah, I like that too. And hydrofacial can be super results-driven if you're doing it correctly. So can D- Diamond Glow too. That's yeah. But it's just, again, it depends on esthetician, depends on all, so many things. 
What are our opinions on liquid microneedling? I don't really have any. Um, I've, I've seen, seen great results. Yeah, I've seen good results. Julie I, with Bellamy Skin does it, and she gets really good results. I just have a question if it's tearing the skin at all. I question that, too. I'm just really wondering how we can Because those that. particles are definitely not all even. Yeah, and, and we're not sized. able to control where we're putting them as much. Where your pressure is going to depend on the esthetician, yeah. too. There's a lot of questions. So I, I just don't know. I don't know enough about the treatment. Yeah. I haven't been trained in it. Neither has Taylor. So. All I know is that they get really great yeah, results from what great. I've seen. Yeah. And it's safe for acne, which is a big plus. It is on, like, inflamed acne? Yeah, that's what I saw. Look. Maybe the person was wrong, but I'm just getting this from another person. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, favorite vitamin C serum. Alto. Really? Yeah. Alto Advance now. That's the gold one. Mm-hmm. Were yeah. they both gold? No. No. The new one's gold. Yes. Newer one. Oh, it's not up there. It's that, it's that yellow one. The tiny one. Um... Yeah. I don't use vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have However, either. I think, I guess if I had to, I'd pick direct delivery C from DMK because I have had like aging clients on it and I think it's nice, but I don't recommend vitamin C often. So I don't vitamin know. C has never blown me away. Yeah. I don't, I think that there's better options, honestly. Yeah. I like, think it's fine. I think we all just were taught that it's like the one antioxidant we need the most and mm-hmm. we do need it. But you can get it in your diet and then, like, use your skin antioxidants somewhere else. So, I don't know. I feel like there's so many antioxidants in other, like, yeah, forms like of skin care that it's, like, you don't have to have yeah. okay. all these things. And, again, I treat acne and I don't put acne clients on vitamin C. So. Yeah. Top five hydrating products. That's a lot of numbers. Five. Do we mean, like, serums or moisturizers? I think just hydrating anything. Okay. Like, I see, like, hydrators as, like, serums. And, like, moisturizing. I like, I'm going to give mine. Okay. I'm just going to start going. Give them. Vitamin C cleanser. Okay. She's sexy. She's <laughs> not She's not going to hydrate your skin, but she is hydrating. She leaves you with a glow, I feel. <laughs> I take that answer back. <laughs> Amanda's judging me, and I feel No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Antioxidant peptide serum from Face Reality. <laughs> I love her. She's one of my favorite serums in the whole world. Um, Ultra Hydro Gel from Glymed. She's nice because she's luxurious and jelly and really pretty. Jelly. Totalo from Vivant. Um, that one's nice. It's a little bit thinner. Good for like an oily skin. I like it. I love it. I have another one, but I want to save it for last because it's, like, the best for last. Uh, I like the Skin Nourishing Toner from... Vivant. 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 I like it. I like it. Or I'm going to switch that out. I like the CBD Micro Silver mm. from... Um, Climbing. Okay. Last one, but not least. It's my favorite. Top five. Top number one. Um... Vivant's FF3. Damn, beta gel did not make the list. It didn't. Shit. I don't think it's hydrating. I think it's hydrating. It's hydrating. I just don't think it's. It's it's not not the most. Like, I usually put people on beta gel and ultra hydrogel from Glass. Yeah, it's like I feel like you need two. So, my top five beta gel, hydrogel, lines, lines from Skin Butter. What else are we talking here? 
CBD, B3 from Glymed. The mist? No, the serum. I mean, the mist is great, too. I like their skin recovery mist, too. I don't know what my fifth would be, honestly. Do mist count? We'll just throw in mist. Skin recovery mist, urban mineral mist, CBD mist, all those mists are my Juicy. fifth. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely hydrating. Yeah. Okay, another number. Top three favorite moisturizers. Jeez. Comfort cream is in there. I like AccuCream. Oh, shit. I like DMK's moisturizers a lot. I don't know. Should I make myself three another one? Okay, Biogen C. I like that one a lot. Most of my clients are on Biogen C. Really? I have so many on it. Crazy. Yeah. Can you repeat yours? Because I forgot them. What were they? <laughs> Comfrey cream. AccuCream. Um, Biogen, Biogen C. Okay. C. Yep. Mine is... Brick. AccuCream, number one, takes a cake. <laughs> Everyone's on it. She I love AccuCream. Cream's a treat. Love her. She's sexy. Beautiful. Smells like a freaking dream. Creamsicle. Literally. I'm... Aquaporin from Circadia. <laughs> I haven't used it in ages. I don't actually don't sell it anymore, but it is such a glorious moisturizer. I never tried it. It's so nice. I love it. Okay. Favorite line to treat pigmentation? Um, I'm assuming from, like, back bar and home care perspective, I'm going to say DMK. DMK. Because you can just do everything. It's very versatile. Easy peasy. Vivant for a baby ST. Do we recommend, like, opening your business with Vivant? Um, no. Really? Not that I don't recommend it, but I think there's better options. Um, I would say sure. Why not? I think Glymid's a good option, though, too. For, like, cheaper product. Uh, not really cheaper, but, like... I think if I had to pick one line, I'd pick DMK. Are we talking about picking one line, though? Yes, I was thinking that, too. The like, question was, would you rather pick DMK or Vivant for a new baby SD? That was the question? That was the question. I said the question wrong. Um, I would definitely pick DMK. Yeah, DMK. I think, though, as a baby SD, it's really hard to learn DMK, though. Like, I would not be able to grasp that shit right out of school. I think, but that, I think it's going to require a lot more learning. But then you don't have to unlearn as much. But you don't have to unlearn as much because DMK is a freaking mindfuck for like an, yeah. an established esthetician. It's just a lot of different like mindsets about things. Mm-hmm. Oops, lost my spot. Okay. Last question for skin is go-to products for non-inflamed acne. Daily repair pads from Vivant, um, Mandelic Acid, and Retinol. Yeah, Mandelic, Retinol, Physical Exfoliation... I like um, the Alpharet peel pads, and that's kind of everything. Peels? And there's nothing else. Yeah, peels. Enzyme therapy, omegas. I do like glycolic and lactic, too. Yeah. Okay, on to the personal and final category. <laughs> oh, gosh. If we could start over and do everything differently, what would we do? This question makes me want to throw up. <laughs> I guess I, yeah, I don't know. Okay, this is like something hard for me to answer because my <laughs> philosophy in life is I had no never regrets. regret anything because I, like, I, I would rather take where I'm at today than chance any other outcome. But this question isn't about regrets. It's about if you could. I know, you, but like, I'm saying like that's my philosophy. So like I don't I don't want to risk starting over and getting a different outcome. You know what I mean? That's my. I don't want to go back and start over. That's my point. Yeah, but this is just like a fun little question. I don't like these questions. 
if I happy. could start over and do everything differently, what would I do? Um, have a million dollars. That's a good point. To start my <laughs> Save up Not work, money. period. Oh, Save up a lot more money. Um, I don't know. The only one thing I, I would have done is paint all of my walls this dark color instead of just the one when I started. Mm. But I was just in such a rush to open. But I had to figure all that shit out as I went. Mine would be... <laughs> Such a stupid answer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, To not overdo it as quickly as I did. Like, would Oof. just overwork. Yeah. Because that now I'm burned out. So that would be my biggest regret. Something we would never do as estheticians. Like, get... Like, are we talking... Like, I'm, I'm assuming thinking... specifically, like, treatment and, like... Like Skin something wise? that I would receive or give a client. Let's do both. I don't know. Okay. Something I would never receive would be, um, fucking. Dermaplaning. What's that shit called? <laughs> What's that thing called where you're nano needling and foundation? Oh, BB shit, glow. BB glow. I wouldn't get that. I would totally want to, but I wouldn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. I guess that's the same for me. Oh, you know what I wouldn't do again is get laser done again. Really? I really don't feel like I saw any results, and the downtime is just so intense. For your face? Yeah. Not laser hair removal? No, laser hair removal. Great. Yeah, that's what For I my thought. face? No. Resurfacing laser? No. Never again. Damn. IPL? No. Never again. Damn, that's crazy. I had multiple of each. I guess I probably wouldn't either. I wouldn't do laser ever. It's just not I worth it. I just see so many bad things that happen. It's not worth the risk yeah. to me. Um, what is something that you wouldn't do as an esthetician? Like a service you would definitely never provide. For me, it's waxing. <laughs> like well, waxing. yeah, obviously. I think I thought we were talking more like ethically. Okay, let's do that. That's fun. Obviously, I'd never wax anyone. Um, ethically. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, what is out there right now? Obviously, the BB glow. Oh fucking! What's that shit? Oh, the Hyaluron pen. Hyaluron pen. No, oh that shit. My Absolutely gosh. not. Never, That's, ever, ever. You belong in jail if you do that. Yeah. Hard line. Absolutely not. Do not do that. Mm-mm. That is forbidden. Sin. Haram. <laughs> okay. Did we cover that? Yeah, okay. Have you ever had bad experiences with other estheticians in the industry? Have you, Amanda? Absolutely, I have. I'm <laughs> looking right at her. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave right now. I'm leaving right now. Um, I think that's fairly obvious by the way that we've started our podcast. Part <laughs> <laughs> of community in a mean girl industry. We really don't like this industry sometimes. The it's struggle. filled with mean people. Um. I, I don't know what... Like, yeah, I'm not about to, like, spill the tea on yeah. the podcast, however... We do spill the tea on the podcast, though. Uh, but, like, this is <laughs> I'm not going to mention names or anything, like, personal, no, but... Yes, absolutely, we've had issues. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's definitely been people, people that... Um, for me, like, take my advice and sell it. Mm, yeah. Um, people that... Take, take advantage of aesthetic. our friendship. Um, take advantage of friendship overdo it Spread just rumors. like cross really bound like bad boundaries lie to you like just talk shit yeah. about me talk shit yeah for just no reason spread cli- lies pretty much this industry i think is about climbing your way to the top yeah and they'll do anything and take anyone down in order to get to the top i've personally experienced that several times now in my life where <laughs> i have been bless you Oop. bless you thank you 
I've been stepped on by the other person. By employer. For them to try to climb higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by an employer too. Cool. Not to be trusted. No one. <laughs> Except for me and Amanda, okay? Just us Everyone two. else sucks. <laughs> We're narcissists, apparently. <laughs> the first step is recognizing. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, okay. Favorite courses. Um, DMK, obviously. MBK by Katie. Yeah, the, that was that was overwhelming, but it was good. Fisherati course yeah, was fine. Don't start with that. It's a lot of information. Yeah. Um, uh, Vivant University is really, really informative. I haven't done that one yet. I would say, honestly, anything outside of skin. The more you can know about how the body functions and yeah. hormones and things yeah. like that, the better. Nutrition. Yeah. It's true. Um, Even my knowledge in, like, the fitness industry and, like, weightlifting and all of that has come in handy. Like, the more you can just... Be well versed yourself in yeah. everything mm-hmm. uh, best advice i'd give to other estheticians slash what are new tips for what are <laughs> tips for new estheticians did not finish the question just halfway through just um, trying. yeah i think new tips for new estheticians i think that probably would make sense cool fuck okay for new let's do cheesy. new sds first versus like established sds it's gonna be cheesy Let's do it. Authentic. Be authentic. <laughs> Period point. Bully. Um, Be authentic in your true self, girl. Don't have shiny object syndrome. <laughs> don't want to be like it. everyone else. Don't think you have to have every, what everyone else has mm-hmm. to be, be successful. Don't think you need mas- machines in mm-hmm. general to be successful. Mm-hmm. Your hands are your most powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you have to copy people's posts no. and copy people's vibe just to be successful. Yeah. If you don't like something, don't do it. Period. Uh-huh. I regret ever offering dermal cleaning. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yep. Um, for me, what would my biggest advice be? You're smarter than you think you are. Yes. You're ba- more valuable than you think that you are. Yep. And, but don't get an ego. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> that said, don't be. Keep your empathy in check. Mm-hmm. Be empathetic. Mm-hmm. But remember that you are the professional. Mm-hmm. And that you are smart mm-hmm. don't be in the industry for the money yeah that's the wrong industry you can make money in here but it's not the place to be to make the most okay next question when do you think influencers go too far i'm gonna let you start all the time i don't know i don't really follow too many like actual influencers mm-hmm. i guess fitness influencers i do i think when you're selling your soul to a company that you don't actually believe in yeah I was going to say, for me, I don't want to see, like, your half nudes in my feed. Right. It's too much. But then they're, like, promoting their OnlyFans, so I get that. <laughs> Are you allergic to me? Bless you. Oh, you. I get that, but I'm not, like, respectfully, <clears throat> I'm not going to follow you because I just, like, don't want to see that. I think that's too far. I just sneeze again. You just sneeze again? You okay? Ooh, when they promote, like... When they lie, like, kind of like when you sell your soul, like, to a company, but, like, when you're, like, saying that the supplement fixed your whatever, and, like, it did it. triggered for real. Yeah. Fucking for real. Yeah. When they lie about, like, how much money they make or that they're not sponsored by someone. Yeah. Or when, yeah, when you put all of your results into one. Yeah. Product. Like, oh, greens powder is going to heal your gut. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) 
Shut up. I don't want to hear it anymore. Like your fucking hair oil didn't fix your acne. Okay, bitch. Shut up. The collagen did not regrow like everything. Yeah. So annoyed. Yeah, I think that's when influencers take it too far. When they're influencing and being disingenuous. Or I've had not an influencer, but like I've had a client like who I've cleared and then go and say it's like celery juice. Who cleared it? Right. Like stuff like that. Yeah, when they're not transparent. I'm a lot of people that do that shit all the time. Obviously, we're both big on transparency. <clears throat> if you haven't caught that by now, <laughs> be fucking for real. But yeah, that stuff where you just like fake everything. Yeah. We're like, no, I would never be sponsored by this company, but you literally are. <laughs> just scrape my water bottle. <laughs> um, I don't like this question honestly because I don't know why. But why did we become estheticians? On accident. Quite literally on accident. <laughs> I, I mean. I was in school for uh, everything else. What was your... What were you in school for? Ugh, I started as, like, a graphic design marketing major. Then I switched to, like, criminal justice. Were you going to community college? No. And then I switched... ASU? I was at GCU for my first year. Yeah. And then I went to ASU for two years. Damn. And I switched to elementary ed. Really? Yeah, I was going to be a teacher. Like, that was the longest I got into my career was, like... Or into my university. It was, like, teaching. So you went to college for three years? Yeah. That's crazy. And I got nothing out of it, except for a pure hatred for universities. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then where'd you come across aesthetics? Well, I dropped out of school because I was like, I hate all of this. Like, none of this is what I want. It's not my calling. Yeah. And then my mom was literally like, you should look up an esthetician. And I was like, eh, what's that? And yeah. so I did. And like, the rest is literally history because it was perfect. That's crazy. It was everything that I had been wanting in a career but could not find. Like, every stupid little thing. Like, even I was... Like, I like prayer, but I was, like, praying for a job where I actually had to wear a uniform because I literally just hate dressing myself mm-hmm. every day. And when I saw, like, our school uniform was scrubs, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, this is it. <laughs> like, it's a Thank sign. You, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember seeing a demo of a girl derma planning, and I was like, this is it. Oh, my now God. Now I hate derma planning. <laughs> That's so funny. That's crazy. Did you tell your story? What, what was the question? <laughs> How did you know? How? Why did we become estheticians? Why? 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 Okay. Why did how? I become an esthetician? Why and how? Um. How? We'll start there. I was working front desk at European Wax Center while I was going to college for beauty industry merchandising and marketing at Fitum, and was See, going she wasn't for far a year. Off. And I was also working like uh, on sets, like doing small like what the fuck are they called short films and stuff like that doing makeup because i had always loved makeup so while i was like working at front desk i was like i think i'm gonna quit fit them and they're like okay do it and i was like okay so i did and then they were like <laughs> they were like you should go to sd school like it's gonna really help your makeup resume it'll help you get like really good jobs blah blah, blah. so i was like okay bet so i went to sd school and still going in with like the intention of doing makeup but i was going through my own acne journey at the same time I met all my classmates. I had, like, the most amazing instructor in the whole world. And she kind of just, like, inspired me to go into, like, the skin Skin. side of things. And then I was, like, doing the whole, like, I should go to nursing school. Like, like you said, we all go through that. Um, And then, yeah. So, during school, I was, like, fuck makeup. Fuck everything else. I'm going to go do skin. Burn my past life. And that was it. (laughs) And that was it. Cool. And now I love what I do. Me too, most of the time. I think my why, though, is because I want to help people get to the clear skin that I have now because I yeah. went through the acne journey that I had and it was traumatizing. I was always looking for a job that had, like, a strong 
purpose of like helping people yeah okay worst esthetician horror story i really i don't really know there's been so many things like i feel like when you're an esthetician you just learn to pivot hardcore in the middle of a treatment when things go wrong things go wrong i, I don't just think i have anything that's like things gone out. so terribly i don't have anything really bad nothing that's like been non like unrecoverable like i can't recover from yeah i had a client when i first opened have an allergic reaction oh and that was so upsetting i was i did the thing that you should not do so learn from Uh-oh. me <laughs> i went to the local store oh no i got i got her benadryl no dear i got her m&ms <laughs> and i got her like i don't know coke or something whatever her favorite <laughs> soda was so you're giving her diabetes literally yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I guess it was a Kit Kat or M&M's or something like that. Great. <laughs> and I went to her house and I dropped it off at her doorstep. Oh she was having an allergic reaction. Oh my gosh. Taylor. <laughs> I know. I was a brand new SD. I had no fucking clue. I didn't know it was like illegal to do that. But I did. Um, because I felt so bad and I was freaking out because she had an allergic reaction. We had done a dermaplane and then a lactic peel on top. And it was fine until it wasn't. Mm. <laughs> and she didn't have an allergic reaction until like later that night i don't think it was an allergic reaction i think it was like a histamine reaction mm, yeah um and it was really upsetting i really don't know one just that popped in my head was like when i like first first out of school and i was working for someone else and i was like trying to do a spray tan and i just could not get the thing working oh no the and they're like standing butt off making just, it funny. yeah she's just standing there titties <laughs> That's out so awkward <laughs> And I'm just, really like, awkward. praying to God that yeah. I can get this gun to turn on. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to cry so bad. Yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, I don't think I have any, like, horror stories. Like, I have, I'm, like, yeah. really bad clients that I've had to interact with, but yeah. not, like, horror <laughs> stories. Pivot to the next question. Most difficult thing is an esthetician to deal with. Clients. Clients, yeah. Yeah. It's the clients. Gotta love them, gotta hate them, you know what I'm saying? You can be as knowledgeable as possible, but if you don't know how to talk to someone who's an asshole... <laughs> you're screwed Mm -hmm. and just because you know how to talk to someone that's an asshole doesn't mean it's easy to do it it's still extremely draining extremely difficult and not something that i went to school to do nor do i want to do every day no no one no one deserves to try to like parent a fucking yeah adult i don't want to have to hold your hand i really don't it happens but i don't want to yeah so that's definitely the most difficult part is being a people person in really hard situations being an introvert in this industry is not well oh that's really hard too should probably do an episode on that i'm tired just thinking about it i know i'm drained what is our skincare routine mine is constantly evolving and changing yeah i kind of just use whatever i'm currently trying a new line right now so i I have to redact my skincare line my skincare routine secret i mean it's not really secret but i'll tell you what i like typically go for like my favorite products yeah vitamin c cleanser (laughs) From Glymen. And then I like the Mandelic face and body from Face Reality. <laughs> she can't remember it. I can't remember what it's called. Um, skin Nourishing Toner from Vivont. Vivont. Uh, Tech Drops from DMK. Antioxidant Peptide. CBD B3 Mist. AccuCream. Ciba E. Urban Mineral. Face Reality Daily SPF 30. Lame. <laughs> or the Tizzo Tinted... 
What the frick Ugh, is the maroon so box lame. called? I can't remember what that one is. I think it's just Tizzo 3? No. I don't know. It's the one that's like a satiny finish. Tizzo. Um, Top of the morning. Acumask. I think those are my faves. Stinky sulfur girl. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> my typical routine. Okay. I have harsh. I have some thick ass skin. Mm-hmm, okay. She does. So let me preface it. Okay. <laughs> What's trouble? Oxygen wash from Skin Butter. Um, I fifteen percent mandelic from Vivant. Um, instant effect eye gel. I do lines. I was doing beta gel, but I think I'm gonna start using Glymed's Ultra Hydro Gel because I just like the glide a bit better. I do two hydrating serums. Um, even tone. Uh, moisturizer. I'm I'm always switching. I I haven't picked one yet, but I, I don't know. It could be anything. And then I do my color science, like eye sunscreen, whatever bullshit, and my Tone Smart sunscreen. And I kind of mix them because Tone Smart's a little um, orange ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, so not you're really. putting eye concealer, mixing it with your <laughs> SPF? <laughs> Specify. It's not eye con- It's the eye. It's like sunscreen. It's color science. But for your eyes. It's their total eye, so, like, I put it, like... Yeah. Rah, rah, and but then, then you I said like, you mix it, so you just blend it out. I don't, like... Okay, I don't mix it in Tell my hands. Or, <laughs> sorry. I don't mix it in my hands. I, like, put it on my face, and I just, like, put it all together. Like, I just don't... I'm not, like, specifically, like, applying concealer and things like... You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like... Bloop, okay. Just smushing <laughs> it all in. Um, and then at night... <laughs> I don't like it in here. <laughs> being made fun. I'm being bullied. No, we love you. It's fine. At night, I think the only thing that changes is I do Alpharet, intensive Alpharet. Oh, and I do BP wash at night from Vavon. <laughs> Kilo, great hack. Good. Oh, I do use the Leilani oil cleanser in the night. At the night. That's like first cleanse. Cutie, yeah. To break down my disgusting sunscreen. <clears throat> so you don't like your sunscreen? I like it. But it's disgusting, I'm just oily. I thought you said. I'm, yeah, I'm an oil slick at the end of the day. You're not, you're not an actual powder queen? I don't like setting shit. It just... I'm very... Like, it's the texture. Like, I could feel it on my face and I hate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how I've always been with makeup. I can't do it. I, I hate wearing foundation. I just hate... Hate wearing stuff. I'm one of those people. Even though it's actual powder? Yeah. I can't handle, like, the feeling of it. I don't like sunscreen without actual powder. Really? Yeah. I need to be, like, glowy and sticky. Then I feel comfortable. Sticky, gross feeling. Okay, next. Um, what product line do we wish we started with when we opened? DMK. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful that I started with Face Reality. I think it gave me a really, really good base to where I'm at now. However, DMK is really perfect and treats everything. And I don't think that I would have been so heavy on acne had I started with DMK. I I would not have been successful with it. Like, I'm glad that I had all my previous lines mm-hmm. and then, you know, figured it out. Um, goals as business owners, six months and 12 months, things like that. <sighs> Plans. Surviving? Mm-hmm. I don't really have anything specific. With a couple clients that I have left. Last year would have been a different story around this time. Yeah. I would have had a different thing you to definitely say. had a pivot. I had... 
really big dreams for the business, but I'm definitely going to take Yeah, I was, back. like, thinking I was going to hire someone this year. Yep. That changed real quick. Yeah, honestly, right now it's just surviving and seeing where life takes me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in the future, I would love to have an employee and things like that and get a storefront. Maybe we're the wrong people to ask. We're negative. We're like... <laughs> we're crying. Okay, last question. <clears throat> Best hydrofacial machines? This is hydro, not hydra. Yeah. So hydro. not the hydrofacial, but the knockoff. Um, I've gotten some from eBay and they're absolute dog crap. So I like the one I have, which is the Glonar one, but I bought mine from like Alibaba. Mm-hmm. And I've had pretty good success with it mm-hmm. i had another one that i didn't mind at all but this one has stronger suction um yeah glonar definitely gets their products from alibaba so just yeah, get the one glonar. you have the one with the two bottles the two blue bottles yeah and the tiny screen and the little, it's yeah. the same one as the aesthetic supply and, i don't know oh what is it called it's like aesthetic supply and then i think the only place you can buy serums from now is um ageless, ageless. serums because mm-hmm. other places i forgot what they're called Oxitron. I feel like it's something um, They also have the ones with the clear bottle that have like the primary colors on them. Oh, I don't like those. That was yeah. Cool. I wouldn't recommend them. But yeah, I usually I when I had the knockoff, I was using Ageless. I don't think there's anything wrong with using a knockoff machine either. Don't let people slam you for that. Agree. It's only people who are talking shit are people who spent all their money on a hydrofacial or a diamond mm-hmm. glow and they regret it. So mm-hmm. let them talk. There is though. As someone that's used both, there is a huge difference a between difference, them. But there's no shame. But there's no shame. We all start somewhere. I think it does exactly what it's supposed to. Hydrofacial or Diamond Glow or whatever is just like a slight step up and you're going to get more customization with it and that's all. Dude, when the Sendeo came out, like when they released the Sendeo, people were like losing their shit. Mm-hmm. They were like saying we were scamming people if we mm-hmm. weren't using it and mm-hmm. just bullshit. Can't it's because sweat. we signed our life away to Hydrofacial, yeah. so it's like... I don't know. I know so many people that have gotten reported for saying Hydra when it's actually hydrofacial, and I think that's so annoying. I think it's just ridiculous. But I think it's the same as, like, what we were saying earlier with the whole people in the industry is people are trying to step on other people to get above. Yeah, it's true. Whole community over competition thing. Mm -hmm. It's great in theory, but a lot of people don't practice that, so. Super true. Just let them be haters. It looks bad on their end. Mm -hmm. The clients see that. Cool. This is our Q&A episode and our first episode back in season two. Woo. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll catch you in episode two. Two. Why are you thinking about that? It's episode two. Yeah, you're right. It is episode two. Okay, okay. bye. <laughs> <laughs> Love you all. Bye. Peace out.